0: Erev Tov, good evening. We're studying uh, tonight a continuation of Rabbi Yosef Kapach's introduction to the Rambam. We were discussing last night about the permissibility of ruling halachot like the Rambam. And there are those who wish to use the Rosh, the Teshuvah from the Rosh, a famous letter of his, that says that one cannot rule according to the Rambam unless he's an expert in uh, Talmud and is able to rule from the Talmud, which essentially the way Rav Kapach explains, is that somebody who's able to do that is already another Rambam, and therefore, for what purpose is the Rambam's Mishneh Torah for him? So we mentioned an opinion, by passing, of the first Lubavitch Rebbe, Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, who wrote a book called the Shuchan Aruch, known as the Shuchan Aruch HaRav. Story has it, and how much of this is fact, and how much of it is fiction, I highly recommend about the writings of the Lubavitcher Rebbe uh, to look up a book uh, that I will attach if someone reminds me in the Google Classroom uh, called The Quest for the Founder of Chassidut or something to that effect by uh, Professor Rossman. In the last chapter he had an entire essay on the writings of Chabad Lubavitch after the first Lubavitch Rebbe passes away. And how much of the works were actually in print, how many of them were not in print, the politics that surrounded the succession of the Lubavitch Rebbe later, uh, who was going to take over, was it a son, was it a student, much which we knew and much that may come as a surprise to you. Nonetheless, the laws of Talmud Torah, in the first Lubavitch Rebbe's Shulchan Aruch, I have a copy right here, uh, there are many different editions of this, but the two most famous are those printed by Kehat, by uh, Chabad's printing press, as well as there's an edition printed by Ozvahadal V'Hadar in uh, New Square. Rabbi Shneer of the Adi writes in the laws of Talmud Torah, Katav, harav, bichot talmud Torah bet kundres that seems to be a Yemenite spelling of the word Kuntres, which you'll see with the Tet in other places. V'zele Shono, and this is his precise language. We, passed, we mentioned in passing that Rav Shneur Zalman of Yadi believed that it's not the correct interpretation of the Rosh's letter but rather that the Rosh was saying that in cases where the Rambam does rule explicitly you can rule like him but in places where you're using your intellect and your knowledge of, of Halakha to compare one case of the Rambam to a case in your reality that that doesn't count and you're not able to use the Rambam for that and he brought a, a proof from Mishneh of the Adi, which now we're going to analyze inside. And the Rambam is simply following his own opinion. That he wrote his book, the Mishneh Torah, without giving any reasons for the halachot. Meaning he doesn't give you the background. The whole purpose of the Rambam is to uh, keep out all the complications. And just to give you what you need and he intended that people should use it to rule only from his book, without the need of other books. like he writes in his Hakdama, that a person will not need any other book after the Tanakh, aside from the Mishneh Torah. Meaning, that is the intention of the Rambam. So if you want to say the Rambam, then I mean that. Or the Rosh means that you can't use the Rambam for that reason. We're going to discuss the Rosh in a moment, but definitely, according to the Rambam, he intended that people should use his book for pesikat alecha for ruling halakhot. Videlok mosh ha melech, and not like the Ma'adanei melech. It's the same one that's called Ma'adanei Yom Tov. On the Rosh, Lipman Halevi Heller, the famous Rav Yom Tov Heller. So, there's a number of books with the name Yom Tov or Ma'danim Ma inside of them, and those are the same author. And he writes Bagdama in his introduction. That which you say that it is only for those who are experts in the Talmud first, but in an actual letter of the Rosh, which Rabbi Yosef Kapach said last night that people only study the second half of the letter, but not the letter's entirety, That's not what he writes, If you look in the Rosh's letter, you'll see he's not even talking about ruling Halachot. The question of can you rule Halacha from the Ramaz Mishnah Torah is not the question, or at least the primary question, that the Rosh is dealing with. The question of the Rosh is, one who is a Tamil Chacham, who is learning Torah at a very high level his Torah is all he does how should he be studying? should he be reading the Rav's Mishnah Torah? or should he be going back into the sources to discover the meanings of the Halachot? Am, look there and that which the Gemara says in Maser Chetzota that those who rule according to the Mishnah they are from the destroyers of the universe. By the way, uh, the Chachamim tell us a number of things, people who are destroyers of the universe. One thing in this time of year that always uh, comes to my mind is the famous teaching of the Chachamim, that a Hasid Shote, a righteous, a pious idiot, a pious fool, uh, there's different ways to translate this, I don't want to get into exact English of this. A Chassid who is also a Shote. The Rambam explains what is a chasid The classic understanding of a chasid is somebody who sees a woman drowning in the river and doesn't save her. Why? I can't touch her. How can I save her? And he lets her die. This person is a mevale ulam, He's a destroyer of the world. His righteousness causes him to be an idiot. The Rambam writes, what's the definition of a chasid shoteh? His righteousness. He is stupid in his righteousness. He is crazy in his righteousness. I'm not being medayek in my English, and it's not for now. Dhamma says, for example, in what does it mean? The exaggeration and, and the, the particularness and in details of Halakha. Until he becomes repulsive in the eyes of humanity, of other people. You know those people? every mitzvah, everything that they do as something that you did wrong. They become repulsive. Nobody wants to deal with these religious people. He says, the Rabbim, this person is a He's a destroyer of the world. How many things do we hear and see people do? That it's chasidut of, of shotim. It's piety of, of foolish people. I didn't mean to go to this today, but that's what it wants. Okay. How often do we find people who in the cloak of Judaism destroy the world? I'll give you a good example for this. We've discussed here around the Kodo table many times the pitfalls of a person who is newly observant to Judaism. Whether it's after many years or it's in the beginning of their life or a person who's a Ger Tzedek or a person who's uh, any, any category of one who is rediscovering their Judaism. And we've mentioned the, the self-doubt that many in this world of, let's make people religious, and what do we ingrain them with? We, I'm not including myself in the category. They're ingrained with self-doubt, constant self-doubt, plagued with uncertainty. Hari, I'm a 40-year-old, 50-year-old, 30-year-old, 60-year-old professional, I have a career, I make money, about Hashem, I have an education, I'm an intelligent, thinking human being, Hari, that's what brought me to Judaism in the first place. But now I met a rabbi and the rabbi told me, you know you? You think you know something? You don't even know how to tie your shoes in the morning. Right shoe, left shoe, left shoe, right shoe. Which direction do you put them on? How do you tie them? You don't know how to go to the bathroom according to Halakha. If I don't know how to go to the bathroom, then I must not know anything. And the questions that people ask are terrifying. Why? Because we've taught them, again, a royal we, to self-doubt everything they know. This creates crazy people. In the, I'm not lacking, I'm not picking only on those who are returning to Judaism. The Jewish community, Baruch Hashem, gives birth to thousands of people like this every day. But by them, I have no expectation. They were, they were raised to be crazy. But the people who were raised to be normal, in their normalcy, found Judaism. I cry about them. They could have brought to Judaism sanity and balance. And instead, they were thrown off balance and led to insanity by the Jewish establishment itself. So one who rules according to the Mishnah is from the destroyer of the world. So you can't rule according to the Mishnah. How can you rule according to the Rambam? The Rambam is going according to the logic but according to Rashi's commentary. Now whether he's really learning Rashi or not, that's not what he's trying to say. Rather, in this idea, there are many Mishnayot that are, are individual opinions of Chachamim. Not everything in the Mishnah is a halakha. Last year Pesach time, someone sent me, You know, what the Mishnah says that. I mean, every Mishnah is a halakha. If Rambam doesn't rule it in halakha, if Maran doesn't codify it in halakha, now it became a halakha because the Mishnah said it. The Mishnah has a lot of opinions. A person doesn't know to sift between what is Hilchata and what is not Hilchata. What is law and what is not? The second? This whole teaching is talking about Mishnayot, not talking about the Rambam. So don't bring a proof from there against ruling the Rambam. ken This is different than the Rambam's Chibur, his writing. The Rambam is not a Mishnah. The Rambam is not in the beginning of the evolution of Halakha. The Rambam is telling you what was sealed into law, what was codified as national Jewish law in the Talmud and that which the Roche, which was quoted by Maran, the Kesemishne yesterday, Svirale Ketama, Kama, Perush, Rashish, Makamina, Mahay Tama, Sulhorot, the Philip of the Varsh Nirala, Moreshu, Miforash, Perush, Briboro, Kishema, Toe, Bedimion, Nechemas, Pirush, Rashisham, Valazend, Kevin Arosh. We are talking about a situation, and this is what the Rosh is referring to. A situation in which the person does not have a clear precedent in the Ramam. Did the Ramam say? Well, the Ramam doesn't speak about this. Did the Ramam tell you what you could do on Shabbat? No. He, in this matter, it's it's a new matter, or it wasn't revealed in the Ramam. So now I'm coming along and saying, well, it's similar enough to something the Ramam said in Shabbat. Something the Ramam wrote uh, in uh. and now I decided to extrapolate from here and apply it to this. Copy and paste is a, is a dangerous art. Maybe you're copying and pasting two things that seem identical, but if you would have a little more background in Talmud, you would realize they're not the same beast at all. That's what the Rosh is referring to. I'm skipping the brackets, it's what I explained outside. Uh, you know, let's read the brackets quickly. <laughs> In a place where the Rambam ruled exclusively, of course, the Rosh means you could rule like that. It's for that reason that the book of the Rambam was created. Rabbi Rucham, who I mentioned to you before, and it's a Chacham that is worth looking into. And I mentioned in the Google Classroom the fear that people have of printing his books again, which is why his books are really missing in many batimidrash. Midrash. Rabbi Rucham writes. Any situation which is not mentioned in the Talmud, that the exact case you're dealing with in its exact similarity is not mentioned in the Talmud. In that situation, you're now dealing with a new situation. that in situations where things are similar, I'm skipping here little pieces, where things are similar, you can't use your own judgment just from a book. But in a place where they're identical, of course you can follow, that. that's the reason for the book. <speaking in Hebrew> and to these words of Rav Ramaz Gam Harav Rabbi Yoshua Falk, in his book, Nehora Dawaita also alludes to it, in the second, second essay, and in order that you will understand in context the words of Rav Nir Zamenzatzan, I'll bring the other half of the Rosh, which is not usually quoted, in order to explain. If you turn with me to page half, where the top right, the Rosh writes in Rule thirty-one in Chapter nine. And to tell you the truth, is in order to understand this Rosh properly, you and I are going to have to sit down and go through all of Hilchot Mikvaot, which we don't have time to do right now. So I'm actually going to be from those who skip most of the Rosh and read to you his conclusion. But let's start at the beginning. <laughs> that which <Rabbi> Matzniach writes, <laughs> There was a story that happened there. <laughs> they put into a Mayan of water. So they put and he ruled against this situation where they put this water into that water. Okay, and he quotes here a passage, Valka Rambamza, and he also quotes the Rambam, not just the Talmud. And I'm skipping a few lines. Adka Nosakhdvarav. Veloya Fekhi says the Rosh. It's not correct that he uh, uh, compared this case to that case. The it's permissible. And he mentions why it's permissible and it's explicitly in the Tamut. Okay, that's also a Meshika. And now which he quotes the Rambam, he didn't understand what the Rambam said. tosefta. He's ruling like a tosefta. The tanya that tosefta says, different versions of the, of the tosefta here. Again, this is a case that has many intricacies. this is bright, the Rambam wrote it, and the relationship, the is making a differentiation here, not about the but different kinds of waters, like it says in the first chapter, mikvot, six of the Rambam, and therefore, And that's where the Rosh concludes that if you don't know the origin of the Rambam that you're talking about, then you may come to think it's talking about Mikvot. It's talking about water, yes. Mikvot, no. And what ultimately happens is you incorrectly compare two incomparable cases. And now you come out with the conclusion in the laws of Mikvot that have nothing to do with Mikvot. I have now shown you. That the lips of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman spoke truth. And I elaborated on this point. He said, that because I've used this other half of the letter as a weapon to fight against those who tell me you cannot rule like the Rambam. And even in a situation where it's incomparable, Rabbi Yerucham argues, and he holds that even one who's ruling on Halacha, and he's not an expert in that passage of the Talmud, he disagrees with this entirely. The Rabbi Yerukham Rabbi says that if you are asking a halakha question or answering a halakha question, and you're not familiar with the Talmud in this piece, you only know the Rambam in this piece, and you're going to compare a case that's in reality in front of you, which is not exactly the same as the case, but you want to compare them and therefore rule uh, uh, law that way? Even though a person will possibly make a mistake in his comparison because they're incomparable. It's proper that you should make a mistake one out of a hundred times. And you shouldn't be like those who make 99 errors out of a hundred. Because they only learn Hanukkah from the Talmud. And they think that they're experts in it. Who doesn't think he's an expert in Talmud? Everybody, I'm I'm an expert in this, I'm an expert in that. Everybody becomes an expert. So Hamza, I'd rather you rule like the Rambam, and 99% of the time be correct, than think that you're too good to rule like the Rambam, and 99% of the time be incorrect. And this is the opinion of Rabbeinu Ha'am Ben Atar. Again, these are unusual sources, perhaps, for Rav Kapach to be quoting. Rav Chaim Ben Atar is the rabbi of the Chida. He's from North Africa. He wrote the famous Ora Chaim HaKadosh. Uh, not Ora Chaim that you have in Shuchan Ruch. Or Hachaim uh, that you have in the Torah. Uh, he was a famous Kabbalist in North Africa, later made it to Israel, uh, lived in the old city of Yerushalayim. Famous meetings were supposed to happen between him and the Abu Lafia family. If you listen to my shiurim on Yom mode, you'll come to some of that history over there. He has a number of books that recently I was zokhe to get my hands on a whole set of the writings of Ramin HaChayim What I mean recently? In the last two years. And so here in front of me a book, the writings of uh, Or HaChayim HaKadosh and the Shas, and you want to go to Rishon Lezion and look into his writings on Masechet Berachot and on Masechet Sukkah. And the quotes that we're about to quote here are from those two uh, volumes of Rav Chaim Benatar's book Rishon Lezion. Katav Rishon Lezion bechidushav leberachot daf samer. The Rishon Lezion, Rav Chaim Benatar writes in his uh, commentaries and his novel insight into the Masechet Berachot. Avav bedivrei Haravbam de-lo itkar el haHalacha pesukah minas talka datach the things that are written in the Rambam that are explicitly Halakha, where do you think of arguing with him? Or to make the differences between them. And I already wrote in a number of places. I already told you many times in my books, says Rechaim Benatar, that the Rambam intended that you should use his books to rule in all areas of Halakha without needing to look in the Talmud at all all of the conclusions of man's life, it's, everything is there. And do me a favor, says Rabbi chaim ben Atar, don't be concerned with mistakes that might come from you not knowing the Shas. And remember this matter always, this rule is a rule. The Rambam was meant to rule halacha like him. And even if you don't know the Talmud, know the Rambam see there, and in his uh, commentary on Massech uh, et page 12, he writes, the Rambam intends that you should only know halacha from his book. He doesn't intend that you should have any other background. And therefore, don't be scared to rule halachot like the Rambam. I wanted to take just a few minutes and elaborate here on a point that's not brought down in Rav Kapach's uh, work, at least not in this point. It's a tshuva that is very dear to Mori HaRav Yaakov Peretz. Should even be long. It's found in the writings of the Ri Ibn Migas. I posted a link in the Google Classroom, so if you want to go to Rambam, or if you're in the regular classroom, just look for it. Uh, It's not the one that has his biography, it's another link that has a link to Safaria, to his tshuva. Siman kuf yud Dalid. 114. Shela, The Rimi has asked a question. Question. What would our master say? About a man who never learned from a rabbi who from a rabbi he doesn't know the way of halacha, he doesn't know how to explain it and doesn't know how to read it he doesn't know anything. But he's an expert. In the writings of uh, all the Geonim and, and, you know, teachings of the Dayanim, imagine like today someone saying, "I don't know Talmud, I don't know Rambam, I don't even know Shulchan Aruch. I know the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch backwards and forwards. No insults to the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. Just it's a very short book that everybody could become an expert in." Okay? And you know there are many mistakes that happen in the writings of the Geonim, that sometimes the Geonim ruled something and then took it back. therefore if a man who most of his Torah knowledge comes from these writings, and he doesn't know to tell them apart what's right or what's not, can he rule according to one of these matters from the knowledge he has without the Talmud, only in the knowledge of the writings of the Rabbis? That even the ruling that he's following, already the rabbi who wrote it took it back. If a person doesn't know the origin of every halakha in the Talmud, only knows them from the books of the halakhot, let's say today he knows Shukharah, but he doesn't know the Talmud, he doesn't know the Bet Yosef, can he rule halakha like that? Now he's going to talk about if he's not a Reshamaim at all. That's a fascinating part of the letter that I don't want to get into tonight. Chuvan, answer, says Rabbi Mugash. Da, you should know, that this man, it's more fitting to let him rule halakha. From the other people who are currently ruling Halakha today. Meaning, it would be better to let this man rule Halakha than the people that you and I know are ruling Halakha today. you think there are new problems in the 20th century, 21st century. You look at history, wow, these problems started 200 years ago, 300 years ago. These are old problems. The problems you and I face today are problems that existed in the Jewish community always. These people don't even have any of those two things. They don't understand halakha and they don't know the writings of the geonim. How many times, how many times do I hear piske running around here? This rabbi said this, this rabbi told me that, about a mikveh, about a I said, where did the rabbi learn? Oh, I didn't. I had a rabbi once call me up challenging a geonim. Not that I did, I didn't do the giu How do you hold of that giu Why not? In He said, I don't even own a Hilchot Giyu of the Shulchan I looked at him and I said, you don't own me, you don't have a Shulchan I don't have it. He said, did you ever read it? I never learned Hilchot Giyu. I said, so why do you have an opinion about Hilchot Giyu? Who gave you the right to have an opinion? He said, if only the rabbis had some knowledge. They don't even have that knowledge of this man that you're telling me doesn't know Talmud, but he knows Halakha. And those who claim that they skip all of those cheap, uh, easy books, and they only rule according to the Talmud. I knew many people like that when I was in Yeshiva, not in Israel. He said, those are the people you should keep away from ruling Halachot. There's nobody in our generation who knows how to rule Halacha properly just from the Talmud. There's no one who can properly rule a Talmud without getting help from the Geonim. And listen to this, this is fascinating, and this is a backup again, like Rabbi Nirucham. But somebody who rules like the rulings of the Geonim, and he relies on them, even though he doesn't know how to understand anything in the Talmud. He is more fitting and more praiseworthy than the one who thinks he knows and doesn't know anything. At least this one knows the writings of the Geonim. Even though he doesn't know how to properly learn the writings of the Geonim, he doesn't make mistakes in the things that they said. He is ruling the halacha according to an expert bedin of the masses. And to the contrary, the one who says I teach halacha because I am an expert and I went back to the sources. He thinks that that's what the Halakha is. And he made a mistake, or he didn't understand things properly. There's nobody in our generation who's reached this level where he knows how to rule Halakha on his own without the help of the Rabbis after the Talmud. In My notes here, it quotes an orzahoah. The orzahoah is quoted also in the Dachemosh. Who's Dachemosh anywhere there? That's the Ramah. The Ramah says, Akshav bi nowadays, Shabbat avonot arabim, that would do our great sins, that wisdom has uh, been diminished from the world. I praise the lazy rabbis that the rabbis shouldn't rely on their own judgment to go look in Talmudic sources to be lenient, and they'll receive a reward for what they don't say more than those who have what to say. One day, if you want, I can give you a shiul on this topic. What's better? This obviously didn't go over well with many rabbis. This chuvav, the rimigash, many people struggle with it and uh, later generations also struggle with it, even current generations struggle with it, I know that when I sat with Moriah Rav, Yaakov Peretz, she didn't well. this is a tshuva that he always kept close to him. What's going to happen to you if you rule out the Shulchanu? What will be with you? You want to, You think after 120 years, I follow the Rambam, they're going to put you in gehenom What's going to happen? What happens when you go after 120 years, you I didn't, I dismissed the Rambam, I dismissed the Shulchanu, who cares about that? I relied on X, Y, and Z. What if you're wrong? When you follow the Rambam, you follow Maran, you're following a Bedina Dina Gadol. Okay, maybe not comparable to the Geonim, but close. You are following the rabbis that the whole generation follow. It would be better for you to err on that side of caution, than to be full of ego and arrogance, and to think that you know. Oftentimes those who say, I can't follow the Rambam, I don't follow, I don't follow. Those people, it's just a cover up for their ego, their arrogance, their pride, that doesn't let them to submit to an authority in halakha that is greater than them. Santosh we'll continue this next week.